Welcome to the End Times Chat. Our passion is found in the words of Jesus. There will be signs in the sun, moon, and stars. On the earth, nations will be in anguish and perplexity at the roaring and tossing of the sea. People will faint from terror, apprehensive of what is coming on the world, for the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time, they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. When these things begin to take place, stand up and lift up your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. Each week, you will hear news from around the world that will urge you to wake up to these events to make you knowledgeable about what the Bible says about them. Join GJ and Dan in the conversation. Yes, Dan, I'm ready. Are you still at the gas station? No, I'm not at the gas station. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so. All right, get it out there. Okay. By the way, I'm going to set this up. Dan started to tell me a story about how he's human and that he's at the gas station. He did not tell me the story. I said, that's a good story for our audience. Yeah, let's embarrass Dan as much as we possibly can and have him tell this story. So here it goes. Is it tied to the high gas prices? No. <laughs> Actually, it's not. <laughs> I not even getting gas. <laughs> How much is gas there? Well, for diesel, it's about $6.09 a gallon. Yeah, that's a lot. It's high. Anyway. A lot of the gas stations, they have those little stickers right next to the price thing. I'm not going to tell you what the sticker says because, you know, we might get booted. Endtimes.chat, people. Endtimes.chat is where we're going to be if we don't show up next week. And I'll tell you what, this is actually two years later, which is really crazy. We had a show on the very day that today is, two years ago. It was the very week they shut down my credit card, my personal credit card. Because we actually had something in the title. Anyway, so back to the story. I would look, guys, for the last week, <laughs> I've been I've been a little on the edge. I've been a little a lot on the on edge. I've got these tests coming up. You know what? It's not it's not even the it's my fault. It's my fault. So I pulled up in my truck to a gas station. I'm going in there just to get look, this is what I was going in there to get. I was going in there to get some gum because I like to eat while I'm studying. And so instead of actually eating and gaining a thousand pounds, I figure I'm going to chew some gum. So I was in there to get some gum. I walk in, there's a huge line of people. I'm walking back out to my truck because I left something in my truck. I was like, great, left something in my truck. But I pulled really close to the front door and there was plenty of room for people to get by. I even checked and I walk outside and this guy says to me, hey, you got to move your truck. I'm like, what? He goes. I can't get by. And I said, there's plenty of room. You got lots of room. I can guide you. He goes, you can't park there. And I said, wait, do you work here? And he said, yes. And I said, you work here? Yes. I said, well, why are you pumping gas if you work? <laughs> like, why, are you, why are you working? <laughs> I mean, he had this beat up pickup truck. And uh, he had some stuff in the back, a ladder on the back. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure this guy doesn't work here. And so I said, um, I said, I don't need to move my truck. And he goes, move your truck. You got to move your truck. You can't park there. I can't get by. So I almost lost it. So I decided I was going to just get in my truck. I was going to back it up and let him go by. 
Well, I did, but then he pulls off and I just had this thing trigger in me. I'm like, I'm going to follow this cat. <laughs> oh, no. I was getting ready oh, to no. I'd oh, said, no. Oh, no, 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 no. So I pull it, I get in my truck and I, I'm driving past and then he pulls off to the right to go out and I pull behind him and he pulls out and I just don't even stop. I just kept on going. And this guy slows down as I'm driving up and I just wait there. And then he drives off and I just, I decided, you know what? This is ridiculous. What am I doing? This is not Christ-like. I should not be doing this. So I stopped and I went into Safeway and uh, I bought these and I started chewing gum because I didn't have a binky. <laughs> I didn't have a pacifier because I was like, no, 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 he's asking me to put my truck. <laughs> hey, I, that just goes to show you I'm human. There's a lot of pressure going on right now. A lot of happening. <laughs> a lot happening. For those of you who cannot see what GJ was doing, he was holding a pacifier up at me. Why do I have a pacifier? Because sometimes people I talk to. Hey, but never you. Need one. No, I could have used one earlier before the show. Why? I didn't even Why? tell you this. Well, we've got all these things happening on our side. And me and the leader were going down and have a great conversation. And I, she basically said something I'd like, don't tell me what to do. <laughs> now, afterwards, she says, I never told you what to do, but I'm hearing I'm telling you what to do. <laughs> <laughs> so if she had had one of these, she probably ran up to me and go, stick it in there. The same thing happened this morning. So I woke up this morning. Journey wakes up at 4.30 in the morning. I hear her walking around, and I'm like, but this is too early. I get up, and I walk her back to bed, and I get her in bed. So I walk back to bed. 20 minutes later, no, 30 minutes later, Tiny's like, hey, Dan. Yeah, honey. Can you help me out? <laughs> what do you need, babe? Like, Journey's got her iPad. And I was like, I, immediately my eyes snapped open. What? No, she doesn't. <laughs> You can't have that. You did, you did one of these. What? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and so I, I like I said that that's not that's not even the case. I'm gonna walk in there. I'm gonna take. So I walk in there, and she's got this like loft bed now that has these slats in the middle. So I stuck my hand through the slats, and when as soon as I put my arm down, my arm got stuck in the slats. <laughs> what is going on here? What is happening? Anyway. Daylight savings. Daylight savings, this whole time change thing's throwing everybody in my oh, family. Oh, oh, last night we're like, oh, it, it's six o'clock. It feels like it's ready for bed. Man, yeah, exactly. Well, the good news is, is I can be like, Journey, it's dark outside. It's time to go to bed. Oh, okay, Papa. <laughs> but then she wakes up at 4.30 in the morning. Well, then I, I thought, well, you know what? I'll get up around three o'clock, which I actually did. I went back to sleep because I was going to go look at the blood moon. Oh, that's actually on our things to talk about. Whoa. I said, well, you brought it up last week that it was going to happen. Anyway, I did not go out and see it. Well, okay. Before we, before we, sit, before we talk about it, we got to tell people where to find us. In times dot chat. Whoa. And by the way, by the way, if you're following us on a regular basis and you're using Spotify, for Google Podcasts, we're having a syncing challenge, so the newest shows aren't syncing yet. So we are aware of it. 
iTunes is updating. The website will have the newest shows guaranteed. And I only have 79 more shows to add to get caught up. So we're adding all the back shows in case you want to watch them or listen to them. So it's a process. And uh, what you're looking at right there later today will be today's show. Come on, somebody. If Dan can give it to me in the right file. Yeah. <laughs> he might get lost today. I might. I did some rearranging. <laughs> it, it was necessary. It was a mess in there. It was, it was a mess in there. Well, you can actually, eventually, once everything is up, you can actually go back two years ago, as I mentioned, and watch the show that did not get boosted because of the day it was on and the title that was in the, the thing that was in the title. And all we did was talk about the six things that God hates, the seven that are detestable to him. That's all we talked about. However, you had one word in our title, one which word. is happening today. It is happening today. We got big... ho- I was hoping to have my sticker like I have up there. Oh, hey, I could go get mine. No, that's right. Uh, I don't want to take the time to do that. So that uh, end times that chat, GJ, you're knocking out of the park one over there. I love it. And we might as well get started. We got lots to talk about, believe it or not. We do. Yeah, we absolutely do. Uh, yes. And as I'm actually looking at this, there is, there is a proposition article that is popping up on my screen. <laughs> oh, no. So, GJ, here it is. We can't say the last two words, but we can say the rest. Hello? You sleeping? <laughs> Okay, I got a text. I'm sorry. I got sidetracked. I didn't even realize we're doing a show. Oh, that's right. Hey, welcome, everybody. (laughs) GJ's finally arrived, so we can start the show. (laughs) Whoa, you're showing that word, dude. I'm showing it, but we're not reading it. I'm just saying we're showing it, but not reading it. Okay, hopefully. Hey, endtimes.chat. If you can't find us, we'll always be there. Yes. So it says here, that a blood moon takes place as part of the final phase of a total lunar eclipse, which is when the sun, earth, and moon are all in alignment with each other. You said you were going to go out and watch it last night at 3 o'clock in the morning. What happened? Yeah, that happened. Well, here what happened was a massive rainstorm happened. It's been raining all night. Yes, thank you for the passy. (laughs) Rainstorm has been happening all last night. So, crazy some weather stuff going on right now. Huh. Hmm. Yeah, you're going to show that that clip? Yeah. This one right here? Well, this here is your blood moon. And I think you popped this in there this morning, right? It was... I did because it showed the transition. So, if I'd gotten up at 3 a.m., I might have seen this. Might have. Might have. Well, not me. Couldn't see it. Couldn't see a darn thing last night. <laughs> the other thing about this is the last time this happened was like on this date was what, 300 some years ago? 372 years ago. So the year you were born. Yep. That is absolutely right. So you might want to fact check me. <laughs> <laughs> a little birdie has told me that there's been a lot of fact checking going on recently. <laughs> see what i did there you see what i did there yeah that was good that was good i wanted to say something but i eh, it might be a little on the edge yeah (laughs) 
I'm on edge right now. <laughs> I know. I think everybody's on edge. You got you got a lunar eclipse. Weird things happen on lunar eclipse. By the way, I believe this is a sign from God. I mean, on this day, and we're at a pivotal moment here in our country, and we're seeing things around the world that are happening that isn't being reported. We'll talk about some of that later. So Absolutely. back to you, Dan. Back to you, Dan. <laughs> so we're on edge. For those that are just tuning in, the guy at the gas station still has his larynx. Whoop, whoop. Yes, he does. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> I'm going to start wearing like a, a plastic thing around my neck when I'm around you. <laughs> I was not in a good mood that day. Anyway, there's here's uh, talking about what's going on around the country. We have two. We have mentioned the droughts in the past and how this year, in the last couple of years, the drought has actually moved so far to the east of this country, United States. And there are other countries where the drought's happening as well. I'm going to talk about that in a minute and actually back it up with some scripture. But it says here, the drought-weary Southwest is taking fatal hits as foreign farms plunder what water remains. GJ, I think you posted this one in there. Did you I read did it? post this. And, and okay, we've talked about droughts around the world. We're talking about droughts that are happening, and that's nothing new. What caught my eye on this was droughts are being affected on foreign farms. Okay, foreign farms. Why are we talking about foreign farms when we have in, in our country? Oh, the Saudis own the farms that the water's going to in Arizona. And then you look at what they're charging them. I'm like, why not? This is where my mind goes. Why not incentivize the farmers that are in that state? to grow the alfalfa because it's about alfalfa and then go sell it on a global scale. No, we're allowing everybody to come in, take our land, rent our land, whatever. And and then they're saying they're charging them $86,000 a year, I believe. And, and the water that's being used is worth three to 4 million. Yeah. It sounds like a great business deal as an entrepreneur you would want to do. Yeah, you would think. And here, this is what you were talking about. Rob Odell wrote that these foreign farms paying $86,000 a year, where some reports show that the water could be worth up to three to $4 million. So yeah, there, there's something weird going on there. A lot of weird things going on in Arizona, from what I hear. We just <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's something going on in Anthem today. Yes, there is. And we know people are there. Yes, we do. So, yeah, this is happening, but there's also another drought that we reported on last year. And Tanya, my wife, Tanya, she was weird this morning. She was talking about, hey, have you heard about the Euphrates River? What does the Bible say about the Euphrates River drying up? And I said, well, it's very interesting you say that. Let me look it up. So I found these two articles this morning. This one is actually from, I got to find out the date on this one. Israel 365. I think it was, I think it was very recent. I can't find the can't find the date at the moment, but I'll find it. All right. So wake me up. I'm going back to sleep. Tell me if the blood moon pops up too while you're trying to figure out this lost article. Wake me up before you go, go. Uh you're afraid the driver begins to dry up. And there is there is actual passages of scripture that talk about this. The first one is in Jeremiah. So in Jeremiah in chapter 13. And actually, also too, it says in Isaiah 44, 27 from the Israel Bible, be dry, I will dry up your rivers. So there's this idea in the scripture that when the rivers dry up, that there is judgment that's going to happen. 
So we're going to read this actually, not only through Jeremiah, but we're going to talk about it in Revelation in just a moment. But there's some figurative language happening in Revelation. So the Euphrates River is actually a river that starts in Turkey and goes all the way down through Syria and Iraq. And Iraq is one of the major rivers that goes through Iraq, or not, if not the major river that goes through Iraq. And it's been uh, talked about actually in Genesis because the Garden of Eden was bordered with several different uh, rivers, and the Euphrates and Tigris River were two of them. And then we also know that in Jeremiah, that it talks about the fact that this Euphrates River will be dried up in a certain area. But here's the interesting thing Revelation chapter 16 actually says in verse 12, it says, Then the sixth angel poured out his bowl on the great Euphrates River. And it dried up so that the kings from the east could march their armies toward the west without hindrance. That's actually in Revelation chapter 16, verse 12. Now, mind you, this is the sixth judgment that's in the tribulation period. So what's happening now with the Euphrates River is not the sixth judgment. I'm just going to put it out there to you. Because we also see in Revelation chapter 17, and we've talked about this, by the way, that the Euphrates River actually could refer to the peoples, right? So we're going to see that in, in, in Revelation chapter 17. Verse 1, it actually says, One of the seven angels who had poured out the seven bowls came over and spoke to me. Come with me, he said, and I will show you the judgment that is going to come on the great prostitute who rules over many waters. Check that, over many waters, okay? So what does this have to do with the Euphrates River or the waters and, or whatever? Well, let's go back down to... Yeah, here it is. In 15, Revelation 17, 15. Then the angel said to me, the waters where the prostitute is ruling represent masses of people of every nation and language. The scarlet beast and his ten horns all hate the prostitute. They will strip her naked, eat her flesh, and burn her remains with fire. This is a rated, rated R show today. For God has put a plan into their minds, a plan that will carry out his purposes. They will agree to give their authority to the scarlet beast, and so the words of God will be fulfilled. And this woman you saw in your vision represents the great city that rules over the kings of the world. We've talked about this, I think, last year, with the fact that that great city could potentially be New York City, if you remember. And so when, we, when, you, see about, when you hear about this, the great bowl being poured out, Euphrates River drying up, or the waters drying up, you can actually potentially say, well, that could be the peoples, right? The peoples are drying up. So I'm just throwing it out there. This is something that you have to take a look at and study for yourself. But if you take a look at Revelation 16, verse 12, and uh, Revelation 17, it gives you a little bit more information about that. So yeah, there you go. Any, any thoughts, comments, questions, suggestions? Well, that's a good lesson, and it's a good reminder, and we did talk about it a year ago, and again, we talk about the signs, we talk about the convergence that's happening, we go back to what does the Bible say, and we're seeing it right before our eyes, and, you know, is this exact sign a sign that we can hang our hat on, or is the sign we don't know, what we know is it's all, it's a, I find it amazing how God lines things up and we're seeing it right for our eyes. Absolutely. So here's a picture. I was trying to look for it while you were chatting. Here on this side is the Euphrates while, River. While I was sleeping? While you were sleeping. I heard you. 
Anyway, <laughs> here's a picture of the Euphrates River back in 1999. And this is wow. a picture of the Euphrates River in May 13th, 2015. So you can wow. see even just two months later. Now, keep in mind, this is, the, this is after the spring rains, right? So this is before the spring rains. This is after the spring rains that would happen during this time of the year. So that's just a, one of the pictures that you can take a look at. But you can take a look and see what's happening in the Euphrates River. And one of the things that Revelation 16 talks about is during when that judgment's poured out, that it allows the, the armies of the East to then come and potentially attack Israel, which we know as the Great Battle of Armageddon. So that's just another thing we want to throw out there is signposts, signposts, things to look for. And as you said, GJ, I'm not saying that this is the seventh, the sixth bowl that was poured out. I'm just saying that the rivers and waters have meaning. And even in Revelation, it talks about that this great prostitute who we have, who we have talked about potentially being the city of New York because it rules over many people. And there's a lot of money that goes out from there to all the countries and peoples and nations of the world. All right. Shall I move on? Yes, please. <laughs> You're like I'm done with the waters, Dan. I'm done with the waters. It's drying up. Drying up. Hey, here we go with we need to talk a little bit about wars, rumors of wars. I know you posted a couple things in there about the asteroid. Well, we talked about that one last week. I didn't know if right. you wanted me to we did. However, you missed it. We did. We've talked about the asteroid a lot. This is another one. What? I thought it was the same one. No, well, maybe it was the one that you picked, but this was posted November 6th. Another asteroid found, and they're like, uh, here, I'll read it. I'll read it. In the sun's glare. So that because of the sun's glare that we can't see it. Okay, what about all these technology telescopes and sensors and space stations and all these satellites? You're saying we can't see it because of the glare? <laughs> Hey, I'm not. Hey, maybe that's true. I'm just saying another asteroid. So I'm going to say we don't need to rehash it. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on up to the Yeah, New York City. <laughs> so here we go. This is all you, man. Wars, rumors of wars. We got some things to talk about in this area. Go for all it. right. So I read. I did read this article. <laughs> I did read the article. <laughs> Yes, sometimes I don't read the article. <laughs> GJ. Sometimes the heading is all you need. <laughs> so so this says F-35s launched, so that's a jet. Air Force scrambled after 180 warplanes appear on radar. So I think for about a four-hour period, 180 jets showed up on radar. So the whole posturing that's going on is North Korea, South Korea, and then North Korea saying, we're going to show our force because you're doing all these things with the United States, which South Korea does twice a year with the United States. So all the military gets together, and they basically do war games. Air Force, Navy, Marines, Army. I used to participate that in, in that in, in South Korea. So anyway, again... Why would you do this? It's clearly another posturing between North Korea and South Korea. And North Korea is definitely showing that we can. And, and by the way, they actually fired another missile. And they're saying, 
we can take out South Korea and we can even take out the United States. So, I mean, that's a real quick summary of what's happening. I just find it uh, not 80 jets, but 180. <laughs> I know. That's a lot of jets. Well, we also have this one right here. North Korea reveals what missile launches are really trying to achieve. Now, this is a commentary that was written by Ryan Ledendecker on November 8th. And I don't know. I didn't read through this one. I saw it on there, but you posted it. That's today, by the way. Oh, yeah. That is today at 520 a.m., apparently. Right now. <laughs> right now. Whoa. <laughs> I got I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, North Korea Supreme Leader. Tell us about this. Why'd you post this one? Well, again, the posturing. So I read the other article, then that led me to this article where they literally fire the missile. And again, it's showing that here's we're ready when we can show force, we can take out you, South Korea, and we can take out you all the way to the United States. I mean, it's definitely heating up. And we've been talking about this for two years. And we just feel the increasing level. You know, South Korea, North Korea, Taiwan, China, Iran, <laughs> Ukraine, Russia. Speaking of which. Israel. Oh, take it away. Oh, this is all you. <laughs> Hey, U.S. nuclear. Now we're talking nuclear to a higher level. So Iran is back in the news, you know, uh, things that are going on there. Then you've got, okay, what's happening in Russia and Ukraine. And, of course, that continues to, you know, escalate. At least in the media, it's, it's escalating. And the word of nuclear, you know, it could be a nuclear disaster or nuclear bombing or whatever. That continues to heightened in the news again wars and rumors of war is it going to lead to war is it rumors of war outside of what's already happening well again signpost jesus said these are things that you need to look out for because it's the beginning of the end not necessarily the end itself but signpost to look for so here's the thing you know how they say that nobody ever wins in a head-on yeah well jesus wins well, you know, for as far as people are concerned, when you're driving down a two-lane road, you need to pay attention because nobody ever wins in a head-on collision. That's exactly what a nuclear war is like. It's a head-on collision because as soon as you, as soon as you toss that nuclear weapon out, it impacts the rest of the rest of everybody, including yourself. So, I was just watching yesterday, by the way, that Mount Saint Helena, which I think erupted what back in 19, 1980. 1980. I think it was May of 1980. That explosion that happened had the force of 25,000 atomic bombs. Wow. And it impacted the planet in a massive way because of, of how much dust and debris and glass and, and ash went up into the atmosphere and, and covered a lot of the planet. So when something like that happens, if a nuclear bomb goes off, it's, it's going to be a major deal. Now, I don't necessarily think it's going to happen until the actual tribulation happens. That's my personal feeling. And I wouldn't want to be around when that does happen, which is, we're going to talk about that later. You need Jesus. You need to accept him as your savior. We're going to give you a chance to do that. But nobody ever wins in a nuclear war. Nobody. But there's a lot of posturing and threatening and, and, and fear and 
all this stuff going around right now that is just trying to raise the level of fear in your life. And we're saying, don't live in fear. Don't live in fear of these things. Right, GJ? Clearly. Clearly. And here's the thing. If you just look at all the news, there should be a lot of fear. Okay, asteroids, it could be the killer asteroid. Volcanic eruptions, earthquakes, wars, rumors of wars, blah, blah, blah. Economic problems, blah, blah, blah. We could go on and on and on. There's reason to have fear. The thing that I have found peace in is knowing that Jesus is there. And if the worst happened to me, I die. I know where I'm going. So there's peace there. I'm not ready to die. However, I just know that if I do die, I know where I'm going. And I find peace in that. And, um, you know, it's like when, oh, Papa Reynolds, you know, I, I found peace because I knew where he was going. It's sad that he left, but, you know, I found peace in it. And I found, found peace uh, in the whole process. So where, where are you going? And are you ready? Are you ready? Not only that, but one last thing about the wars, rumors of wars, GJ, is that Iran, which is constantly in the news, <laughs> it's, not just, it's not just back in the news, it's constantly in the news. They are, there was this, uh, what they called a terrorist attack on one of their shrines and in the city of Shiraz that killed 15 and wounded about 40 others. And so Iran's Irene supreme leader is vowing revenge and retaliation on, on that attack. So who knows who that's going to be against. But reportedly, Iranian regime has raised a red flag of revenge above a holy shrine in the city of Shiraz, exactly what Iran did on the days before the Iranian missile attack on the U.S. military's Al-Assad air base in Iraq. So there's there, all these things are taking place, all these wars, rumors of wars, threats, revenge, fear, all that stuff's been thrown out there. Our hope and our trust is in Jesus himself. So we have to move on to leading up to the tribulation because we got a video to share that I believe you posted. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> By the way, all these things that me and Dan are doing back and forth, he's actually been making fun of me off the show of all the things that I say on the show. It's hilarious. Well, I'm not trying to be hilarious. I'm just being me. And now, now you're like taking shots and you're big leaguing me and I feel, I feel inferior. Oh, stop. You do not. I feel, I feel, I feel afraid. I feel very afraid. It is very secure. No, I don't feel afraid. <laughs> All right. So this is a uh, world. The video. This one of your good friends. No, not really. <laughs> Hopefully not at all. <laughs> not at all. I actually prayed for that dude. Yeah. I pray for him too, but maybe not in the way you're thinking. <laughs> Well, I, it'd be easy to pray to have him taken out. I'm just, I'm praying that, hey, maybe Jesus gets on him and think, think about that. Wouldn't that be wild after all the people that he's influenced in a negative way? Yeah. Yeah, that would be, that would be pretty epic. So right now, that's not the case, at least this last video that, that uh, you just posted, which is actually a video that took place in the last two days. This was November 7th. At 3.03 in the afternoon, according to this up here. And this is what's happening right now is in Egypt. We're gonna I'm gonna talk a little bit more about this in a minute, GJ, but I'm gonna you're gonna you post this, so I want you to respond to it after I play it. But there's something called COP 27. We've talked about this before. It's when the world leaders and world gather together, think tank people and all the scientists that are involved in climate change. The elitist. 
Yeah, they all get together and they talk about what they want to do to solve the problem. And here we go. That's queuing it up. Let's also be clear. The future is not just happening. The future is built by us, by a powerful community as you here. We have the means to improve the states of the world. But two conditions are necessary. The first one is that we act all as stakeholders of larger communities. That we serve not our only self-interests, but we serve the community. That's what we call stakeholder responsibility. And second, that we collaborate. And this is the reason why you find many opportunities here during the meeting to engage into very action and impact-oriented initiatives to make progress related to specific issues on the global agenda. Did you hear that last two words? Global agenda. So why, why was this something that you popped in there, GJ? What, what caught your eye on this one? Well, it's, it's clearly there is a plan for one world government, one world control, one world everything. And that is a, I don't know how many people were in attendance. It definitely was a lot. And as you said, that whole list of types of people that were there. And they start out as the guys, hey, we're going to do these good things. But you start really looking under the hood. It's really control. It's really their own agenda. And the one thing that I discern from it is that they're, they're becoming God. They're determining how the future is going to be. They're determining how it's going to be. They're determining what will be and how it's going to be. They, not God. However, God is, and Jesus is, and it's and so they're they're bought into the illusion. So those were the things that definitely clearly jump out at me. They talk about all these different things that they're doing and how they're doing it. And we, again, I mean. Klaus, he's, we should invite him on the show. He's, he's been a regular. <laughs> Maybe the World Economic Forum can sponsor our show because I think we're getting it out there to more people. I, I don't want their money, although they do have a lot. No money here. Anyway, <laughs> we digress. So Mr. Mr. Schwab here, he was quoted in the very beginning saying, let's be clear, just in case you couldn't understand what he was saying. The future is not just happening. The future is built by us, a powerful community. But he made it very clear in this room, we have the means to, quote, impose the state of the world, unquote. This is a, a massive growing influence. And actually, it's, it's been around for a long time, but they just in the last few years have become more and more well-known as they began to take a greater role in the governments of the world and getting involved and thinking that so a lot of people thinking that they're the experts that have that that science brings to the table and says, hey, we need to do these things. This is what science is telling us about this and that and this and that. But there this all this one common agenda, this global agenda is to one day actually take over the world. So it's not just an economic forum. There's definitely a higher agenda, in my opinion. And here's Here's another thing that I want to share with everybody, because this actually popped up. You popped it up on the screen before, and I actually took a look at it. I was kind of hesitant about whether or not I was going to share this whoa, or not. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> 
Well, I was hesitant about what I, what I was going to share, this or not. I'm not even going to say it. What? <laughs> I think you just need to say Mount Sinai preparing to host a new global religion. So that's what we were just talking about with Klaus Schwab. It's where he was speaking, was at this COP27, which is the, uh, the international gathering of think tank leaders and even world leaders to talk about the climate. And so, but here's the thing that struck me. <laughs> There's a lot of things that struck me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Two things. Well, first of all, go ahead and share what you think, because I, I definitely have two that I want to share. It's basically, it's their way of the highway and they're playing God. I mean, it's that simple for me. And they want to control every aspect. They want to control religion. They want to control the economics. They want to control the science. They want to control the entire world and every aspect. And if you don't like it, we either will control you or we will take you out. That's really what it's, it's going on. And on a one world scale, it's setting up for the Antichrist. Hundred percent. Well, there's two things that really stuck out to me. One was, first of all, Mount Sinai. So, if you remember, Mount Sinai was where Moses and the Israelites went to, and that's where Moses climbed the mountain, and that's where Moses received the Ten Commandments. And not only that, but at the base of Mount Sinai, when Moses was up there, and he was there for forty days and forty nights, the people of Israel convinced Aaron, Moses' brother. To build a golden calf. Now, let me just stop there for a second and back up. We, we showed you several weeks ago about the Commonwealth Games and what was actually there at the Commonwealth Games was this huge cat, this huge like bull that people were trying to, I guess, control. But then in the end, they started worshiping. Yeah. It's kind of what happened with Aaron and the people of Israel. They convinced him and they gathered all the gold jewelry and they melted it and they made a golden calf and that's what they worshiped. While Moses was up there for only 40 days. Yeah. So that's the first thing because here we are, there's a bunch of world leaders gathering at Mount Sinai. And then not only that, but there were some religious leaders, international religious leaders that were all gathering there as well. And they kind of put together, not kind of, but they put together their own 10 commandments of responsibility towards well, what you can see on the screen. You know, COP27, that's what I'll say. So, Which you can go check out on your own. Yeah, definitely do the research on it. This year, this is what it says in the article, this year there is a greater focus on extending an invitation to religious communities and religious leaders who are believed to have a key role to play in addressing blah, blah, blah in criminal justice, which requires deep transformation within society. So now they're focusing on these religious communities and religious leaders and saying, you need to shift your focus. This is what, how I read it. Shift your focus away from speaking the gospel of Jesus, and let's focus more on what you can do to change things for, for the earth. In other words, let's take our focus off of the heavenly and put it on the worldly. So that's kind of what I see when I see that. That's great insight. That's why you're the smartest man alive. I didn't say that. I didn't see that. So that's why you're in charge of this show. No, you're the mover and the shaker. You got you make it happen. Whoa. <laughs> Literally online right now. You're making it happen. <laughs> anyway, 
Enough about that. We uh, thanks do- to our sponsors. Which we- oh my gosh, bro! Bring the sponsors on, man. Faithfullyfitandfree.com. Faithfullyfitandfree.com. I'm gonna pop target on my back.org and ICCICoaching.com. Well, here's the first one, right there. Tell us a little bit about Faithfully Fit and Free. It's a great time for Faithfullyfitandfree.com. I've been using the products. I actually have some of my the pills. There's more than just supplements. And Alita and I have been using them for over six months, probably around nine months. And I'm telling you, I love the products. And I know people hear that all the time. Oh, it's another great product. Da-da. No, we, we were using them before we even went, decided to promote it. So I uh, love the products. They work. And then targetonmyback.org. Why don't you tell us about it? I'm representing them right now. Whoa, dude, dude. If you want this to me, I'm going to get you a sweatshirt and wait a year to give it to you. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, right now you've got one of three M2B, no, one of four M2B hats, March to a Billion, which I don't have one. Hey, well, Target on My Back is all about constitutional integrity. Somebody has his target on his back because he's wearing my hat in Dallas. That's exactly right. (laughs) But. This is all about constitutional integrity in the United States. If you're from another country, I would not expect you to want to buy this. But if you're in this country, you can take a look at it. And then also we have ICCICoaching.com, who is an honorary sponsor. I'm not really sure how that worked. But an honorary <laughs> sponsor who GJ and I and uh, have been very involved with for the last couple of years. So thank God for all of them. Anything else you want to add to that before we move on to this next piece here? No, I think we've said enough because we're running out of time. We are. We got five minutes before we get into the message. And I, w- I definitely want to share this one thing you posted because I thought it was amazing. GJ, why did you post that on there for us? I think it's very clear. A lot of times, a lot of people believe in Jesus. They believe Jesus was alive, you know, 2,000 years ago. Well, when, when people are talking about all these different gods or, you know, little G gods and all these different things. This one little simple shareable really said, said a lot. It spoke volumes to me. Death was proof that Jesus was human. Resurrection was proof that he is God. I thought that was amazing. I loved it. As a matter of fact, I'm probably going to pop it on my phone at some point. Jesus was fully human, and he is fully God. That's what we believe, and that's why we do this show. It's because we believe that. And he is coming back again. And he will come and gather those who have acknowledged him, not only acknowledged him, but believe that he's, he is the son of God that came to take away the sin of the world and came to create a relationship or find a relationship between our creator and us. So uh, we're going to talk about a little bit about that in a minute. I have uh, another thing I want to share with you. So, Whoa. yeah, I, I wasn't even, I don't even think you know that I was going to do this, but I think I posted. No, I didn't. I don't know what you- People, I don't know what he's going to post up here. I don't. I think he might, he might post this. He might. I have no idea. I'm flying blind. Oh, by the way, I, I told this to Alita today. I use this as an example, by the way. Oh, you did? Well, this is a quick little video. I just wanted to share a little bit of it with you of how, I'm going to be careful. No, I'm going to say it as I, as I want to say it, how weak-minded we can be. So this is about how, if somebody is around you and they start doing something, what does it look like when we 
don't even question it, but we actually start to do it. And I'm going to share a little story about it right afterwards. So let's not be sheeple, people. Here we go. To answer that question, we set up a hidden camera experiment to see if this woman would stand up at the sound of this tone simply because everyone else is. You might be thinking you'd never go along with this. Or would you? After just three weeks, and without knowing why she's doing it, this woman is now conforming perfectly to the group. But what happens if we take the group away? Elaine, please. <laughs> I'll fast forward a little bit. Here's the here's the last one. Okay, now she's alone. The crowd is gone, and nobody is watching her except our hidden cameras. What do you think she'll do? She's now conforming to the rules of the group without them even being there. Wow. Okay. So that goes on, and there's other things that they'll show, but there's also this one that my wife was telling me about the other day, and she's the one that clued, that clued me in on this video, where there was a guy standing at the entrance of a mall, and before, before people would walk in, he had a lint roller in his hand, and he would stop them, then like lint roll them as if he was wanding them for security. Well, everybody can see he's got a lint roller in his hands, but after several times of people walking up, People would just walk up and immediately put their arms up for him to lint roll them. I'm like, what is going on? What is going on here? Anyway, that is a, this is a funny example of something that is not very funny, right, GJ? So tell me what your thoughts are, and then we'll talk a little bit about this and get into the message. <laughs> well, I'm one of these that I'll give an example. It's like at church, they play like an intro video. At, at like the 32nd mark, people start to stand and clap. And I'm like, I'm sitting and Lita's like, stand up. I'm like, I don't need to stand up. They're not starting to for 30 more seconds. So she finally asked me today after I told her about this video, she goes, oh, I get it. I said, yo, I'm not going to just do it to do it. Now, I guarantee you I've done it in the past. And there's time, times that I've done those things in my life. And I'm like, okay, if I was that person, I'd be starting to ask the question. So one is, are you asking the questions of things that don't matter or things that don't make sense? Most people are just going along with it instead of really asking the questions and then be willing to stand up and be different. And most people start to go along the, along the path of, I don't want to be different. I don't want to stand out. However, God gave us a brain and God gave us the ability to think and question. So I, when I saw this, I'm just like, that's what's happening. And we're, we're just following in line. We're just following in line. And I'm like, it's time to follow the, a different line. Go to a different tune. Because it's not working. The insanity, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. Absolutely. Uh, one of the things that this video and my, what my wife and I were talking about really clued in for me was the scripture here in Isaiah of 53, verse 6. We all, like Steve, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. At what point did you stand up in that video? <laughs> I didn't stand up at all. Wait. Uh, uh. <laughs> all right, poor lady. Okay, here's the, here's the thing. 
<laughs> but you don't understand what the reason is behind something. You have more of an opportunity to follow the crowd. But if you can understand what's going on behind the scenes, the things that are happening around you that are signs of the times and you understand, maybe I shouldn't do that because there is something that the scripture could be telling me about it. So uh, it also reminded me too that Jesus said, what shepherd would have a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray, does not leave the 99 sheep and go find the one to bring him back. And so that's what Jesus wants to do for us is he wants to, the ones that are protected, he'll, he'll leave there in the care of, a, of like say an under shepherd, so to speak. And then he'll go and find the other sheep that's gone astray. He'll seek them out and bring them back into the fold. But he still refers to us as sheep. So, and we are, think about it. We, we actually do things sometimes blindly. But when we start to take a stand in our life and we understand the background, the history, and the reasons why things are the way they are, then we can actually do things that are against the grain, so to speak, but not in a way to be rebellious, but because we want to follow Jesus. We want to create a habit of life of following and worshiping Jesus. And that leads a great segue to what we're going to talk about today in Revelation. What you're going to talk about. Well, you're going to say something too. I got nothing. You will in a little. I'm just a sheep. <laughs> and we have gone astray. So the continual response of the living creature. So in Revelation chapter four, we were talking about verses eight to 11. There is a worship of God that happens with the living creatures. And they actually all instantaneously, these four living creatures start to say this, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Now, these creatures worship and praise the Lord for three basic things. And we did mention this uh, last week, but I'm just going to refresh your memory. His holiness, his power, and his eternal nature and plan. Like the seraphim or the angels of Isaiah 6.3, they proclaim the holiness or the separateness of God. This repetition of the word holy could be there as added emphasis, or it could suggest the triunity of God. He is one God, but exists in three persons. God is holy in two ways. He is separate from all that he created and is not to be identified with the physical material universe. He is also separate from sin. The holiness of God emphasizes both his transcendence as well as his moral purity. Now, why do these creatures say what they do? One motive is certainly to recognize the greatness and worthiness of the one they are praising. Why should we praise and worship the Lord? Why should we have worship and praise as a habit in our life? Number one, because he alone is worthy of that worship and praise. These creatures give, quote, glory and honor and thanks to God the Father as a habit of life. And what an incredible example these heavenly beings are to us. They suggest a second, which means a second motive could actually be revealed here. And that is to reveal to us what we should do. And here's why I say that. When the four creatures start to worship God and say, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come, the 24 elders that represent the completed church in heaven and their actions help all of us to know how, she, how we should respond as believers, not as sheep, right? But as believers, we are to worship the Lord and give him honor, glory, and thanks to God the Father as a habit of life. 
whenever the four living creatures give worship to God, the 24 elders respond. The immediate reaction of the elders, taking their cue from the four living creatures who serve as the worship leaders of heaven, so to speak, the 24 elders react immediately with worship and praise to God the Father on his throne. Now, here's the way that they react. They fall down before him. They give recognition to his authority and his position. It is a lesson to all believers that we need to submit to God's authority as a daily principle in our lives. That's why it is a good thing to kneel when we pray to indicate our submission to the Lord. Not that we have to, not that I'm saying that you have to make that, you have to make sure you always kneel down and pray every time we talk to Jesus, but it is a, it is a recognition of his authority. Now, when these 24 elders worship him, they display reverence and love for God and his attributes. In the New Testament, and particularly in the Revelation of John, the word worship denotes a prayer of adoration for God and his works. It is a royal acclamation of his worth. Do we love and adore him for who he is? That's the question I have for us today. When the 24 elders cast their crowns before the throne, which is another thing that they did, they show a deep realization of his worthiness when compared with their accomplishments, for which we will all be rewarded by the Lord one day. While we are motivated in the New Testament to be faithful to the Lord based on future reward, it is good for us to pause and realize that the worthiness of God himself causes our rewards to seem very insignificant by comparison. And then they repeat the words, right? Their words speak of, of what he deserves, glory and honor and power, as well as why he deserves it. For you created all things, and by your will they exist and were created. God the Father is worthy of all praise and all worship because of two basic things we should always remember. It was his power that created all things, and it is his purpose that brought everything into existence and gives meaning to all of it. If we refuse to acknowledge the power and purpose of God in creation, then Paul so graphically describes this. If we refuse to acknowledge the power and purpose of God in creation, then as Paul graphically portrays, we actually deserve his judgment. And that's in Romans chapter one, verses 18 to 23. There's a lot of other things in Romans chapter one that we, want to, we don't want to talk about right now, but it's very important to remember. But God the Father, who is the creator of everything, desires and deserves our worship and praise. So when we talk about worship and praise being a habit of life, it is something where when we're reminded, let's say when the four living creatures say, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and is, is to come. Then what that should do is it should trigger in us this, not a sheep response, but a worship response, a response that says, you're right. He is holy. He is, he is worthy. He is not only worthy, but he's worthy of all honor and glory and praise that we should be able to give thanks to him every day of our lives because he created all things and there is a divine purpose in all of these things that are happening. JJ, what are your thoughts? And then lead, him, lead everybody in a prayer to accept him. By the way, I muted myself so that there was no static clicking or page turning. <laughs> well, one thing in, in uh, Papa Reynolds' Bible, Revelation chapter 5, verse 14, and you're talking about the 24 elders. They fell down and worshipped him. 
that liveth forever and ever. And I mean, that just stuck out of me ever and ever. So we have that same opportunity to live forever and ever with God in heaven. And with all the craziness going on that we bring every week, (laughs) you can pay attention to the signs. What about paying attention to your salvation? And that's the number one driver I have now is, and however I can do it in a natural way, is showing people to think think about eternity. And, you know, for us, it's eternity is forever. And we can take all the great blessings we have here on earth and we can have them in, in heaven. And no matter what's, what you're dealing with, and obviously we have a, a, a vast audience, a global audience, and some are living better than we do and some are living worse than we do. And some are dealing with different types of things in their personal lives. The one thing I know is God God is a God of grace. God is a God of forgiveness. And God has you in mind. He knew what your He knew how you would be before He created you. He had a plan for you before He created you. So the plan was first, you were created. Now you may have gotten a little off point. I know we all do that at different times. Dan Tim typically does it at the gas station. You know, um, we are human. The good news is, as the sheep, we can come back to the herd, and we can come back to him. And I just, I challenge everyone, is what are your habits? And today's message is habit of life, is are you in the word? Are you praying? Are you around the right people? You know, we have this conversation. Me and Dan have this conversation, and, you know, we're, we lived about 24 hours apart, although we live in Lincoln, <laughs> two different Lincolns. So uh, if he's on the other side of town he's on, and I'm on the wrong side of the tracks, it's okay. But 24 hours, I could be at his house. So with that said is no matter where you're at in life right now, God loves you. God cares for you. He's willing to forgive you. All you have to do is ask. So all you have to recognize is Jesus is Lord. And I like that share of what we said. It shows that Jesus was human. I think most people agree with that. Not everybody agrees that he is or he was brought, you know, sent by God as the son. And he was God in living human form. Him rising after death, that says it. So with all this said, what can you do about it? Acknowledge that Jesus is Lord and Savior. Ask him for your forgiveness to turn away from the sin that you're currently living in. And, you know, sin's going to pop back in. It happens. We are human. Dan started off the show showing he's human. First time I realized that. That is the smartest man alive, but starting to have my doubts. Just kidding. He is the smartest man alive. Alive. And then turning away and then having asking Jesus to come and live in your heart. Do those things. You can literally have a life of peace. It may not change your current situation. You can have a life of peace. And most importantly, you can have eternity, a life in eternity forever that is beyond what we can can imagine here on earth. So I'm going to lead you in a prayer. And, and then if you already know Jesus, I challenge you to, to recommit. Father, we come to you today. We thank you for this opportunity. We thank you for who's ever watching, who's ever listening right now or whenever that may be that you've led them to this point. And I challenge them to recognize that you are in control. 
So I ask that everyone that's watching, everyone that's listening, that they ask for forgiveness for all their sins. I ask that they continue to look towards you, that they ask for you to come into their heart and to make them anew, to turn them away from whatever they're doing, and they, t- they come out to a whole new life. Yes, the challenges may be there, but you're there to guide them and that they recognize that you are the way, the only way is through Jesus to get to the Father. And I pray everyone that prays along with it and asks those things, that they are now part of the kingdom and that they can have eternity life with you. I thank you, Lord, and everything we do in Jesus' name, I pray. I know that was a little different, but that's just the way I roll. Hey, it's all good, man. We're on a march to a billion, baby. For those that pray that prayer, I'll see you in heaven. Hey, that's right. And find yourself two places. One, in the Word of God. If you don't have access to a Bible, hook us up with a message somewhere. We'll find a way to get you one. It's called the Version Bible app because you have a phone. That's right. If you're on the internet and you're listening to this, more than likely you have access to a Bible somehow. And if not, find yourself in a group of people that are studying the Bible, reading and praying together about making an impact for Jesus. So we love you guys. We'll see you next time. We'll have some more information about what's happening somewhere in this country next week. And times that chat. And times that chat, baby. See y'all. Thank you for tuning in to End Times Chat with GJ and Dan. If you decided to follow Christ, email us at endtimeschat at gmail.com. We would love to hear your story. Tune in next time for more. And don't forget to pray, prepare, protect, proclaim, pray again, persist, persevere, and pass it on. God bless. We'll see you next time.